Hello there. This is Evangelist Timothy Groover coming to you with the word of the King here at Holiness Bibles for the Blind. I know I, along with Brother Kenny Wolfgang and his wife Ruth, appreciate your prayers. And we are thankful that you came to Holiness Bibles for the Blind. It is indeed our prayer that you would be edified, encouraged, built up in the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you are a saint of the living God, having received the grace of God, and if you're listening and you don't know what it means to be saved and in the New Testament, that's what a saint is. A saint is someone who is saved and in the New Testament. The New Testament, I mean, the New Covenant, the provision that God made for the house of Israel and the house of Judah, but has been made available to all the world, Jew and Gentile alike, through faith in the Jewish Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. It's our prayer that you would be a saint by the time this message is over. We know that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 4, in the King James Bible declares, Where the word of a king is, there is power, and who may say unto him, What doest thou? The uh, message today is entitled, Lord Jesus, this year's to you. Um, yes, Lord Jesus, this year's to you. Uh, the world has a saying, uh, this bud's for you, well, Lord Jesus, this year's to you. And we're going to start off here, in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 5 through 8. Ephesians 6, verses 5 through 8. And I would just have a quick word of prayer here now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray now that you would glorify your name. Even as I'm reminded of how that was the plea of the Lord Jesus Christ himself, as it is written in St. John 12, that Jesus Christ would be exalted now in this edition of the word of the King, and that he would draw all men unto himself, dear Lord God. And then again, Lord, for the saints, dear God, who are listening to this, that they would be blessed, encouraged, edified in the most holy faith of you, the living God. And that those who are listening, dear Lord God, who have not yet entered into the blessing of the new covenant, provided for, sealed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, which he shed upon the cross, Lord, that today would be the day of their salvation, I pray, and I give thee thanks, in Jesus' name, amen. Lord Jesus, this year's to you, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 5 through 8. You know, it's written in St. Luke chapter 2, of how the angel Gabriel came with glad tidings, and he said these words, Peace on earth, goodwill to men. Why did God give goodwill to men? Well, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 5 through 8. It is written, Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in singleness of your heart, as unto Christ. Verse 6, Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, Verse 7, with good will, doing service, as to the Lord, and not to men. Verse 8, knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. Make a special notice there. Verses 6 and 7, not with eye service, as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. With good will, doing service as to the Lord, and not to men. The reason why God gave peace on earth and goodwill of men was so that 
men, those sinners, in and through the grace of God, by Jesus Christ, God's Son, would do the will of God from the heart with good will, doing service to the Lord and not to men. You may wonder, how do I know if I'm just doing what I'm doing with eye service as men pleasers, and how do I know if I'm indeed doing the will of God from the heart with good will, doing service as to the Lord and not to men? Well, first of all, ask yourself this question. How important is it to you that you receive praise or blessing from men? How important is it that you receive praise of men? If you can honestly and sincerely say that you don't covet the praise of men, but that you covet just being able to hear the Lord Jesus Christ say to you as a child of God, well done now, good and faithful servant. It's safe to say that you are doing the will of God from the heart, and you are with good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men. But if you covet the praise of men, if you're not just content with the thought of hearing your Lord and Savior say to you at the judgment seat of Christ, well done, thou good and faithful servant, it's safe to say that there is a degree of eye service as men pleasers. There's a degree to which you're not with goodwill doing service as to the Lord, but that you are indeed doing it as to men in a way that we're not exhorted to do it to men. Here in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 5 through 8. The peace on earth. That peace on earth that is spoken of there in Luke chapter, chapter 2 is an inward peace. We're told in Romans 5, speaking of this peace of heart that comes within man when he is at peace with his creator, God Almighty. Romans 5 1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. If you're born again, if you're washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, cleansed from all your sins, you have peace on earth right now. If you don't know what it means to be born again, washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, cleansed from all the filthiness of sin, then you don't have peace on earth. And if you're a child of God, you're not looking for peace on earth as the world looks for peace on earth. The world looks for peace on earth and all wars ceasing. But you and I know as children of God that such peace as the world looks for it's not going to come until the Prince of Peace, the Lord Jesus Christ, returns and rules with a rod of iron from Zion, from Jerusalem. In fulfillment of Psalm 2, Psalm 110, and similar messianic prophecies contained within the Old Testament, the Hebrew Tanakh Bible. Turn over to St. Matthew, chapter 23. We're told there in the context while you're turning to St. Matthew 23, if you have your Bible. We're told there in Ephesians 6, Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in singleness of your heart, as unto Christ. If you look down there in verse 9, though you don't have to turn there, because I've already exhorted you to turn to St. Matthew 23, but I'm going to read Ephesians 6, 9, to set the stage here for Matthew 23. And ye masters, do the same things unto them, Talking about unto the servants of the masters, forbearing threatening. Here it is, knowing that your master, capital M, also is in heaven. Neither is there respect of persons with him. 
Now, in St. Matthew 23, St. Matthew 23, starting in verse 8, we're going to read down through verse 12. Jesus says to his disciples, But be not ye called rabbi, for one is your master, even Christ, and all ye are brethren. Verse 9, And call no man your father upon the earth, for one is your father which is in heaven. Alright, if you're listening, and you are a rabbinic Jew, as they are called, and they are known today. Or you come from a rabbinic Judaism background. The Messiah, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach himself would say, you have no business calling that sinner in his black suit with his black cap and his locks, Rabbi. For what is your master? Capital M. Even Christ, Mashiach. And all ye are brethren. Jesus is saying, hey, that man who would have you to call him Rabbi, that sinner, he's no greater than you, spiritually. All ye are brethren. Keep in mind in the context here, he's talking to physical Jews. So in other words, he's saying, no physical Jew who is by nature a sinner is any better than any other physical Jew just because he would have men call him by the name Rabbi. Verse 9, Jesus says, And call no man your father upon the earth, for one is your father which is in heaven. If you're listening and you are Roman Catholic, you are not to serve some sinner who, who would have you to call him father. Be he your priest, be he that sinner in the Vatican, Pope Francis, no, call no man your father upon the earth, for one is your father, capital F, which is in heaven. Rabbinic Jews, Roman Catholics, Jesus would make it clear that they are the servants of men, they're not the servants of Christ. Hence the Roman Catholic goes so far as to confess their sins to the sinner and not to Christ. And as long as that Roman Catholic believes that sinner and that dressed up in that robe has any power to forgive or not forgive of sins, they are a slave to that man, that sinner. Jesus goes on in verse 10, Neither be ye called masters, for one is your master, even Christ. Now, in case somebody would try to say that this is a contradiction in the King James Bible, it's not. We did read back in Ephesians 6 of masters, lowercase m. And yet, Jesus right here would tell you not to call them master. It's like this. God has the authority to call whom he will or to label whom he will master. But Jesus makes it clear that just because he labels one, a master, lowercase m, doesn't mean you are supposed to call them master. Because ultimately, to label one by such a title gives place to the sin of pride. It becomes a stumbling block to that very soul. So here rabbinic Jew, here Roman Catholic, here sinner friend there's one reason why you shouldn't be calling other sinners by these titles not only does it dishonor God, that's, that's the first and foremost reason why you ought not be doing it not only because it makes you a servant a slave to them, that's another reason why you ought not be doing it, but your servanthood to them by giving them such titles gives place to pride. It becomes a stumbling block to them. and gives place to the devil to keep them all the more slaves to him as the prince in power of darkness. So repent. 
And stop giving these sinners these titles. Jesus goes on in verse 11 of St. Matthew 23, but he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. How much of a servant were you, Christian? Sinner friend, did you ever submit yourself to Jesus Christ who humbled himself and fashioned as a man and submitted himself to death, even the death of the cross, as a servant? Turn over to Philippians chapter 2. And while you're turning to Philippians chapter 2, Jesus goes on to say in verse 12 of St. Matthew 23, And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. Hey, you want to be exalted at the right hand of God with Jesus Christ? Humble yourself, submit yourself to God and his righteousness, sinner, through Jesus Christ. If you're a Christian, you've already been exalted to Jesus Christ by faith in him alone. You ought to be so humbled by now that you wouldn't think of exalting yourself in pride. But turn to Philippians chapter 2, talking about Jesus Christ, servant of servants. Philippians chapter 2, the King James Bible, starting in verse 3. We're going to read down through verse 11. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. And pride will make you selfish. Pride will make you selfish. Pride will make you seek what Philippians chapter 2 verse 3 calls vain glory. What's it say there in the book of Proverbs? About much honey. And so he that desireth his own glory. It's not good for one to desire his own glory. Desire not your own glory. But may your prayer be as the prayer of Jesus Christ in St. John 12. When he said, Father, glorify thy name. Seek glory for the name of the Father and for none other. Verse 4, Philippians 2. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Again, Paul, by inspiration of God, is simply saying in so many words, don't be selfish. Verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Were you walking with the mind of Jesus Christ? No doubt you have the mind of Christ, but were you walking with the mind of Christ? Or were you, ever so selfishly, becoming wise in your own conceits, uh, self-sufficient, so to speak, in your own spirituality, all because perhaps you received the praise of men, and in receiving the praise of men went to your head, and started making you as proud as a peacock. Verse 5, Philippians 2. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Jesus coming soon. Commit yourself to God and make a commitment. We're talking about more than a New Year's resolution here. We're talking about a Holy Spirit uh, resolution. Commit yourself to walking with the mind of Christ. Thinking as Christ thought talking as Christ taught, walking as he walked. If you're listening to this, sinner friend, and you're not born again, you won't even have the mind of Christ. I pray that you would get the mind of Christ today by faith in Jesus Christ and receiving eternal life and the forgiveness of sins. We know that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God not of works, lest any man should boast. 
Titus 3, 5, For it's not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. And we know, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. And the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanseth us from all sin. Amen? Verse 5 of Philippians 2, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Verse 6, Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Okay, robbery, we know, is sin. Thou shalt not steal. So when it says that Jesus Christ, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, it means he thought it not sin to be equal with God. Because he himself was one with the Father, he himself was and is, God manifest in the flesh. According to 1 Timothy 2.16, For great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. I'm told in St. John 1, 1, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And in verse 13 we're told, in verse 12 through 14 we're told, But to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born, not of blood, nor with will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And the word was made manifest. Talking about in the flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. There you have it, St. John 1, talking about the incarnation of Jesus Christ as Emmanuel, God with us. In verse 7 of Philippians 2. Again, continuing on, speaking of Jesus Christ, the servant of servants, who made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. When it says, speaking of Jesus Christ, but made himself of no reputation. In so many words, Jesus didn't care what you or anybody else thought about him. Jesus not Christ. Jesus Christ knows what you think about him right now. Make no mistake about it, dear friend. Jesus Christ knows what you think about him. And ultimately, in terms of what he has said in his word, he doesn't care enough about what you think about him to change one word of what he has already declared concerning himself, concerning you, concerning the nature of sin, Concerning the punishment of sin of which you deserve. Oh, but make note, be sure of it. That you will give an account for every idle word and for every idle deed, and so will I. For we all must give an account of ourselves to God. Going on, speaking of Jesus Christ and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. You know, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. It is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. Without shedding of blood, there is no remission. No remission, no forgiveness. Jesus, he came to die. Jesus said in St. John 5, 24, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Verse 9 of Philippians 2. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, praise be to his name, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Here, Paul, he alludes here in verse 12 of Philippians 2 to this matter of Service to men, in eye services, men pleasers, versus pleasing your master, capital M in heaven, 
the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, under inspiration of God, he writes, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and tremble. The Philippians, the church of Philippi, consisted of saints, born-again Christians, who were in no way, shape, or form, according to this verse in Philippians 2.12, they were in no way, shape, or form men-pleasers. They were God-pleasers. They truly served the Lord with goodwill, peace on earth, goodwill to men. How many people, how many people here in the United States of America, Canada, and around the world, they're familiar with that declaration by the angel, but they have no clue what it means. They have no clue why God has given peace on earth and goodwill to men. The scriptures are clear. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. It's an inward peace that comes when you are reconciled with your creator, sinner friend. And the goodwill to men is for men to serve their creator with goodwill. Even so, we are exhorted. It is written, Philippians chapter 1, verses 29 and 30. For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake, having the same conflict which ye saw in me, and now here to be in me. Lord Jesus, this year's to you. And may we make a Holy Spirit resolution right now in our heart that in the year ahead, we are going to suffer for Jesus, even as it has been given unto us in the behalf of Christ, to believe on his name. Even as we have Christ as our example, he suffered in our stead. How dare we not be willing to suffer for his name's sake? Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, verses 22 through 25. Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. Oh, fearing God. What? Some people in the church are so confused today, in these perilous times, that they don't even think we should fear God. Well, they don't believe the Word of God. It's as simple as that. They don't believe the Bible when they talk like that. Proverbs calls the fear of the Lord the beginning of wisdom. Anybody who says that they should not fear God, they're speaking as a fool who despises wisdom and instruction. Verse 23 of Colossians, chapter 3. Whatsoever you do, do it heartily, as to the Lord, and not unto men. Verse 24. Knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. Verse 25. But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done, and there is no respect of persons. Hey, Christian, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Hey, you call yourself a Christian and you got the idea that just because you think you're a Christian, you can go around and just commit any sin you want? Hey, if you're a Christian, Hebrews makes it very clear, you're going to be chastened of your father in heaven. As a father, earthly father chastens his son whom he loves. And if you're without such chastisement, Hebrews makes it clear that you're a bastard. You're not really a son. So examine yourself. You think you're a Christian? Examine yourself. Can you sin and not have any conviction and not have any remorse about it? If so, I tell you you're without chastisement and you're a bastard, not a son, according to Hebrews. You must be born again 
Repent, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ after a godly sorrow which repentance to salvation not to be repented of. And cease from your wicked ways. Cease from your false profession. For there is no respect of persons with our Master in heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ. Another reason why you should not be a men-pleaser rather than a God-pleaser. If you just are about pleasing men and therefore getting praise from men, then you will only do what is right in the sight of God as long as you are getting praise from men. As soon as you stop getting praise from men or you feel the least bit unappreciated, you're going to cease doing right before God. And the fact that you would cease from doing right before God because you don't get praise from men shows, dear listener, that your heart was not right before God in the first place. Hey, the judgment seat of Christ... It's just about, and probably more so, about motives than anything else. And make sure that your motive and your heart is right in light of what you hope to do for the Lord Jesus Christ in the year ahead according to his will. And may you be able to say in spirit and in truth, as a God-pleaser, doing good will, in service to God from the heart, Lord Jesus, this year's to you. Titus, chapter 2, verse 13 and 14. Looking for that blessed hope in the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify in himself a peculiar people who zealous of good works. Oh, looking for that blessed hope in the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. May we be resolved, Christian, to grow in sound Bible-based teaching, doctrine. May we be resolved to pray on without ceasing. And turn over. St. John 12. St. John 12. Jesus said, He that loveth his life, verse 25 of St. John 12, He that loveth his life shall lose it. He that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. Verse 26, If any man serve me, let him follow me, and where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Verse 27, Jesus says, Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, and for this cause came I unto this hour. Hey, even as Jesus Christ came, submitted himself unto the hour of death for the wages of your sin and mine, may we recognize, dear listener, that we were given the life to live here in this hour of history for such a time as this. And may we redeem the time, knowing that the days are evil. And may we as children of light be determined to, by the power of the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ, light of the world, make manifest the darkness that others may depart from the darkness and enter into his glorious light. Revelation 21 verse 8 says, But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and murderers Whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Revelation 20, 14. The death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. It is written. Revelation 20, 15. The Lord Jesus Christ declared, St. Matthew 5, verses 28 through 30. But I say unto you, and whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. And if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. 
For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. But if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Repent ye and believe the gospel, how that Christ died for our sins according to the flesh, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Trust in him, and him alone, dear listener. And may we be able to say in spirit and truth, with a heart that fears God, Lord Jesus, this year's to you. This has been the been Evangelist Timothy Gruber with the Word of the King. Till next time, this is Holiness Bibles for the Blind, saying God bless you and yours.